Bing Bang holiday. Indeed. It was lovely yesterday. A bit more shit today. Yesterday was glorious weather. It was. No one really cares, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because there's nothing else to talk about. Day drinking yesterday got me bad. <laughs> God. It's turned into three, a lightweight. Three cans of beer during the day in the sun, and I was... I need to have a little, a little lie down to say the least. <laughs> you weren't that bad. You were fine. No, I just felt like, like jet lagged in the in the sun with the beer. It does that, man. I haven't, I don't, I haven't been you drinking d- a lot. Well, of you beer. didn't have to drink that many. Got three cans of beer. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I feel like shit, but because I've only had two, I want, I'm going to drink more because I feel like, oh, such a man thing. What three cans of beer? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like th- that's the thing. Like if I drank two cans of beer and felt pissed, I'd be like, I'll stop at two. Because I, I feel pissed, it doesn't, or I feel no, like I shit, or it's making me feel like shit. No, but I just, but I think like blokey mentality is like, oh, nah, I want, cans. It wasn't I want, like I've only had th- two cans. That's that's shit. I'm a lightweight. I need to drink more still. Well, that's not, well, that's not what my mentality was. I only had three cans. And Why did you? Ca- you didn't want the third one, and you had it. No, I did want the third one. I just, still, I thought day drinking. I'm out of practice. That's all it is. <laughs> day, it is, man. Day drinking's hardcore. It, it ruins the best of people. Well, I don't understand. There's no no diff. Why well, if you start drinking at two or if you start drinking? Because you've got four. the whole the duration of the day ahead of you. Then not really. Not from like two o'clock. If you drink you from like two till midnight and drink from say six in the evening till midnight, there's a, a big difference. Yeah, but you didn't drink till mid. You didn't drink till you drank to yeah. three beers in the afternoon instead of three beers in the evening. Yeah, man. Day drinking or four <laughs> beers or whatever. <coughs> and we were both in bed by like. Yeah, we thought it was eleven o'clock. We like we were both falling asleep on the sofa, which is a regular occurrence at the moment. Like we yeah, can't seem not, to man. get through any films to the end. It's because of our mad busy and life. Yeah, I know he's so busy, and uh, so we were like, I said, Tom, what's the time? Oh, and he was like, Oh, it's eleven. I was like, Yeah, fuck it, let's go to bed. <laughs> And we got up to bed and realised it was 10. It's a 9.55. It wasn't even 10 oh o'clock yet. I was like... Saturday night. Tom was like, is my clock wrong? Was it 9.57? I was like, no, it's 9.57. We went to bed. Fine, it was great. I, it was a nice sleep. I was yeah, I was had, the, had weird dreams. It what about? Dr- I, can't rem- I can't really remember now. It was like to do with things that we'd discussed in the day. You know, when you like think, talk about things, some certain things... In the day, and then it'll like pop up in your dream randomly. Like, yeah, well, you told me what it was about. I'm trying to remember. No, what that was dreaming? the night. The night before, oh, what was it? I dreamt about someone? Who was it? Oh, didn't you like have a, like a lesbian crush on someone? No. Molly Baz. Oh, I dre- yeah, I dreamt about Molly Baz off of the <coughs> Bon Appetit YouTube channel randomly, and oh, and I dreamt about uh, like seeing people when you know what I mean, like. Hugging people and stuff because oh, obviously yeah. that's not allowed at the moment. So can't do that until tomorrow. Apparently, well, so we got some shout outs. Should we do some shout outs? Okay. James Whitaker. He asked me last week, and I didn't include you in the um, the one I did with Rob because it wasn't like a proper topic based one. I'd like to keep it, you know, the proper style. Uh, Susie nineteen seventy two. That's her name on whatever platform it was. But where did you get? Where did you? Are you going on Instagram and Facebook? Or I just can't Facebook? That, but that sounds like Elon Musk's new name. L- kid's new name, doesn't it? Xash. Yeah, what is it like A twelve? A twelve or something. Yeah. Named after the um, what was it? The uh, the plane. The n- yeah. Or the or the, the, pre- the predecessor to his favourite plane something or something like, like that. I don't know. And of course, man. Yeah, and he was born on fourth of on Star Wars Day, wasn't he? Like May the fourth. Yeah. <sighs> well. She. Isn't it a shoe? No, it's a boy. Oh, is it a boy? He's full of boys. He's got triplets, twins. One of them pegged it, and he's got this one. Oh, Jesus. I know, yeah. Grim, innit? 
Didn't know that. Hardcore. Uh, Tom Spence and Lucy Holland. That will conclude our... And oh, watch it. You know what? This week we've got... Um, I didn't want to mention coronavirus, but we've we've got just the product for you in front of Hannah now. We've um, teamed up with a company called uh, Clean.UK. They're a hand sanitizer company, and they've given us some samples which we're going to be giving away over the next few weeks. Um, and they come in four fragrances. So you've got to get involved in this, people. You've got to help a podcast out. Four fragrances, coconut, watermelon, cucumber, and mint. They're 65% alcohol, which means it'll kill COVID dead as fuck. Dead up until it dies from it. That bitch has got nothing on this. It'll be dead. So, And it's really handy, man, because people can't get out of this shit. Well, I think because I was like in the UK there, you know, as restrictions start to ease, hand sanitizer will become more popular again because a lot of people have been in their houses stuck for seven weeks or whatever, not been going out. So there's not really been a need to use hand sanitizer. And then when you come out, or if you do go out to the shop, you come home, wash your hands. It's fine. But when people start do going out more into the world, don't have access to this hand sanitizer, this is where he comes in. And it's got added moisture, oh, moisturisers to help your skin. Because I yeah. know you were getting like... I, I, my, even just hand washing with soap, my hands are just so dry and Not anymore. Sore. I've been having to use like hand cream as well. Not anymore. Not anymore. 25% discount to all key workers. And if anybody who is listening to the pod wants to get some, um, you can use a discount code, um, robots15, 15% off. And it's free shipping to UK, I think, at the moment, for the foreseeable future. So he's doing his bit, man. This is helping key workers. It's helping you keep... It'll help. I'll tell you what it'll do. You could probably use it on uh, on your mop to get rid of that nasty yeast infection that no one's oh been to the doctors God. to get sorted. It'll do that as well, man. This is, you know, multi-skilled. Lovely. <laughs> so we'll um, put all the details up of um, where you can find it, you know, buy this in uh, our episode bio thing that we'll do later on. Yeah. Do you reckon we should do that? Well, we'll put the link in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, we can on Facebook. Or oh, we could put it in our, um, in our Instagram description. Yeah, we'll do it everywhere. So get involved, that's uh, clean.uk, and it's spelled K-L-E-N, bitches. So get involved and say hello from the robots. Shall we get on to a pod? Let's do it. This is a tale, it's a story about how anybody can fuck their life up, no matter who you are or how privileged you are. There's always people that, no matter how good they have it, fuck things up. Do you know about Lord Lucan? This will be doing this week. Have you ever heard about him? Uh, don't think so. You've not heard about Lord Lucan? Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, I don't, like, maybe I've heard about it and just don't know the name. Yeah, he's... um. He was like a, a rich, powerful, aristocrat-type dude. Bit of a uh, bit of a, a lad. He did some bad things and then vanished. It's like a murder, mystery, disappearance tale, this. Well, so anyone... Well, of course you can fuck your life up if you start murdering people. Doesn't yeah, matter where you come from if you murder people. No, but what I mean is well, the, the, well. the, the build-up to this, how, how the reasons why this occurred were completely avoidable. 
but yet people fuck their lives up constantly to the point where it's irreversibly damaged. You see it all the time, don't you? There's always people, I know people, I'm not going to mention any names, that just are completely incompetent. Well, yeah, there's always people out there who just can't keep their shit together. Yep. And like progressive, like almost um, to a point know that they're doing something that's wrong and will like scold themselves for doing the wrong things constantly. Like I'm, I do that too much. I do this too much. I'm this because I do that too much. And whatever that might be, eating, drinking, you know, Anything. any kind of Shopping. any any kind of like ad- addictive thing. Yet they'll still carry on. That they like would rather just carry on doing the bad thing. It's the person they are, I suppose. Because either they feel like stopping doing it is too hard, or they don't really want to stop in their down at yeah. the bottom of their heart like they they say they want to some people, people just to like make being them, to make themselves feel better but actually people like being cunts and they just want to carry on doing the really shitty stupid things even if it's if it's bad for other people or themselves yeah it can't be changed so lord lucan or richard john bingham that was his i'm going to call him lucan why was he called lord lucan then he's got that was his title oh. you know what i mean like prince charles I mean, his name is Charles, but you know. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Surely he would just be like Lord Bingham. I don't get it. <laughs> so he was. Um, like I say, I'm going to call him Lord Lucan throughout his whole throughout the whole of this this part because he's this, this fucking. It was known as Richard. He was known as John, and it's all these fucking names, man. All these Aris, Just it's just Lord Lucan. Um, he was born into royalty. His dad was uh, George Bingham. He was the sixth Earl of Lucan, and the, um, the title of Earl has been around since uh, like the late. 1700s uh, the first earl was charles bingham so this has been in the bingham lineage for quite a while it seems um back in the day i think like various lords were like military men and they'd be going into like hardcore battles there were politicians who became earls uh, you know landlords powerful type dudes but these days i mean they're, they're gone no one's like a military now like, i think the uh, the current lord lucan is the who's the son of the one we're going to talk about he's a merchant banker I'm not. That's not Conley Rhymes that either. He's a. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not. Um, they're not battle type dudes anymore. Uh, so um, would you like to be raw? Would no. you? Nah. No. Why not? I don't know. Just. I mean, obviously, being ro- being a royal is you know it, it's it's very British, isn't it? And, but nah, fuck that. Seems a bit much, shit. isn't it? Like simple life. Like yeah, yeah like. It's so when you say to me, would you like to be famous? Nah. And no. Like, if I could be famous and, like, people didn't know what I looked like, then maybe, but, like, you know, a radio star. I think I'd hate it. But I just, nah, like, like uh, you know that uh, Billie Eilish girl, like, she can't, you can't go anywhere. I'd hate it. It's like being in lockdown constantly, except for the, like, dragged around on tours, like, endlessly, like, in buses. Like, But that's the thing. You can't go anywhere without being fine. mobbed. So, yeah, I'd hate that shit. It'd be shit. I think it'd be terrible. I think it'd be awful. What's that? Oh, it's, the yeah, that. it's an ambulance or the popo. Oh, it's probably got some corona in it, that has. I did see some ambulances around the corner the other day. Did you? So, Lucan, he was born in 1934 in London, and his mother, Caitlin Elizabeth Ann Dawson... Apparently she had like a, a blood clot on her brain or something like that after giving birth to him. Because of this, she remained in like a shitty 1934 care home basically all oh. her life. So he never really knew his... Was well, so she brain damaged? 
I don't think it was brain damage. She just needed care. Right, okay. It wasn't like, this is going to be like a theme going through this. Uh, a few people, some people need care, some people don't. I don't think there's a lot of people in this tale that need care. Right. <clears throat> so this, the mini Lord Lucan, he was raised by the maids, as which it seems to be like, um, that's quite a common thing. Yeah, I think in, in, in the royal family, like obviously the royals. You ain't a wiping they, ass. They have shit to do, man. Like yeah, they places do, yeah. to go. Yeah, like most croquet of the time. to play and fucking horses to well, ride. Can't be so they were, you know, get wet nurses and all that shit. They? <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Suck on that to, one to someone else instead. to breastfeed, yeah. So in 1939, there was rumblings of World War II, and to protect the family, uh, Lord Lucan and his three siblings were sent to New York to stay with a lady called uh, Marcia Brady Tucker. She was like a billionaire art dealer-type character. You know, so it's kind of like the circles that these people are sort of mooching about in. You can just palm the kids off to, to New York to stay in a billionaire's house. That's fine, no worries. He lived a great life chilling in New York, safe as fuck through the entire war, no problems. I mean, I don't know whether they had issues regarding, um, you know, uh, financial issues. I doubt it very much because he was, he was a royal. He was completely insulated from what was going on. Um, but he came back to the UK eventually after the war and it was completely, fu- like totally fucked. London was battered, his house was gone, his former home was gone. It got panned in the blitz. Like seriously it's difficult for people this far removed like me and you to actually realise how bad that shit actually got during the during the uh, Second World War. And I was reading about the Blitz. There was a run of fifty seven consecutive nights where the Nazis were bombing London. That was um on one occasion two and a half thousand bombs dropped in a single night. Just Fucking. kicked out the back door. And between the... Fo- this is nothing to do with Lucan, but it was, I was looking into like the Blitz and shit. Between the 14th and 15th of November 1940, the Nazis dropped 300,000 bombs on Coventry, killing nearly 200,000 people in effectively a night. Yeah. What? Well... What, that's, that's in like, one city why, just up the road? That's why Coventry is... You can't really find much old stuff in Coventry. That's why it's got such a shit road is system. Is it like the... Ca- the Cathedral, maybe, is the one of the only yeah. things that survived. Like yeah. that plate, like Coventry got absolutely smashed in the war, like literally. Yeah. Smashed. Obliterated, completely rebuilt. So he came back from America, from New York, effectively having a really nice life, and he fucking hated this. He suffered psychological problems, had nightmares, and he ended up in therapy. Um, I suspect that's probably just shock of war as well, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's a pretty yeah, legit like thing po- to be worried about. Post, was it post traumatic? Stress. PTT. PPT, whatever that is. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so he enrolled in and studied at Eton, as you'd expect, being gay. Uh, the oldest um, school in the world, yeah, apparently. Is we it? Found that, what was he doing? A quiz? I thought that was Hogwarts. Tom Hogwarts, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, and whilst he was at Eton, uh, he developed, which is one of the main things that's going to be his downfall, a full on gambling addiction. This is where the problem sort of started. Um, he was blasting his, his meaty allowance. On, on bets and he was missing lectures going to horse races and his, his academic progress was basically non-existent and even his mother said that he's uh, it's far from average they weren't cutting any punches but they didn't need to it doesn't matter whether you look just go there fucking show your face sign the register and leave it doesn't really matter about your qualifications because you're you, you're going to be fucking Lord Lucan yeah. um, I get the impression he felt bulletproof and protected by his family just like a sport little fucker basically I mean 
doesn't sound entitled too much, does it? Um, he did have to go and do national service in 1953, which is, I suppose, that's like a good thing. You know, pu- pushed into the military, uh, a year's worth of, or whatever it was, a couple of years of graft to sort you out, you know what I mean? Um, good for the man, mad gambling, pissed up fool. Anyway, just get yourself sorted. Uh, he joined the Coldstream Guards and served in West Germany. So this is after the Second World War, and he became a second lieutenant. So it sounds like he's working his way up. But nope, because the Coldstream Guards was his dad's regiment and he, he got looked after. Um, and you'd think that you'd learn like a trade or discipline being stationed away, but he didn't. He, um, he basically spent most of his time gambling uh, and using his position, his privileged position in the regiment to skirt away from duties. Um, and he, he was fucking good at gambling. Just blast a lot. I didn't give a fuck about the well, was he? Did he win a lot? He won a lot, and like everybody at the gambles, they lose a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> he spent. So I work, I, that's it. I'm, I'm up, I'm up, but up from where? Up from, from where? Up from losses or up from like a, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's true, isn't it? <coughs> it's, it's the, I suppose it's, I'm, I, I'm not a gambler, but I suppose it's the fun of I chasing can, it. I can see, like, I, I don't really ever do anything that's, you know, like, like gambling or anything like that because. I don't really have an addictive personality, but I just there's something about gambling. I remember that machine. Remember that Simpsons machine in your dad's house. Oh, the, uh, the yeah, the, 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 the fruit machine. And I remember, and you and Rob would put so much money. It's just in piggy that. bank for him. That's why. Yeah, like he'd put all his money in it, but then one, but because you know the rules were, if you if you won it, you won it. Like it, yeah. So I would put money in that, and it, the feeling of winning is so amazing. I can understand why people get addicted to it. Like yeah. that feeling of the exhilaration of um, winning a, a, a jackpot or getting like 20 quid out. I used to love getting them at like... But even to, like a loss, you know that the loss can be remedied with a quick win. But you'd always be like, yeah, you're quid. just giving Rob your mo- your, all your money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was literally like Rob's piggy bank and you just... Anyone who came in the house would just put their money in. <laughs> Fucking too right, mate. It was a bar. He's the only one who had the key. You could open it. <laughs> So Lucan spent a, basically a long, hard stretch of a single year in the military before saying, fuck this, and then coming back to England in 1954. And he used his family contacts. I think he did use his family contacts. Cause he didn't really have any academic skill to become a merchant banker <laughs> for uh, for Brandt's bank. Um, How did you just become a merchant banker? Well, his position well, wasn't based on academics. You have to have like, qualifications. Yeah, you that. have to have loads of qualifications. You need to be really good at maths, economy, or be at Lord Lucan's son. Or just yeah, get given whatever you want. Or your dad knows someone who knows... Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck but that. Work for your shit, man. Yeah, yeah. So whilst working with money all day, his, his gambling really took off then, and he became like a, a playboy party animal, like sort of, you know, like the kind of stereotypical jet-setter English aristocrat-type dudes. He was uh, partying all the time, trips to the Bahamas, water skiing, golf... You know, top restaurants all the fucking time. He wasn't having a sandwich in his kitchen. And if he was, he wasn't making it. You know, this is like fucking one of the beautiful people, so to speak. He was a member of various elite gambling clubs. And he was really good, man. A good backgammon player and poker player. I think he was top 10 in the world at one point. So he won a lot. But like you said, he also lost hard sometimes. Uh, in 1957, he lost eight grand in a night, which is two thirds of his yearly allowance. 
Jesus. yearly Jesus. allowance. What's he going to do then now? He fucked, N- aren't you, But mate? yearly allowance? Fuck off, Silver Spoon boy. Oh, God. People just get, you're like an adult and people are giving you money. Um, he took another big big hit losing 10 grand on another night. So this is 1957 money. I did some inflation inflation adjustments to some, figure out what it was. Inflation address. Inflation, inflation adjustments. Inflationable adjustments. And uh, it's, it's, about, it's about 440 grand he lost in a night. And he was like 20 odd at the time. So it's fucking bad, that is. Um... He, uh, he lost a packet, ran out of cash. His uncle, John Bevan, had to bail him out, um, who he did actually repay, but it took him two years to do it. But, but How convert- did he repay him? Just by working and uh, gambling and oh. getting his winnings. Like in, when he was, um, he won 26 grand in one night, which is like 650,000 pounds. So that's how he's able to repay like people who are lending him money. He was, he was only 23 when he was doing this. So it's, it's it's fucking mad. You got it's not like um you know a forty year old dude doing this. This is a young young man who really doesn't really know much about the world at the moment. He's got a blagged a job somewhere. He's done a little bit in the army and now he's a top ten poker player and he's losing half a million a night. That's where we start the story off from. Um, so he'd win like six hundred and fifty grand, but again he'd lose it all because there was nobody there to surrounded by yes people. Nobody was there to to, to sort of rein him in and say, listen man. Fucking chill, you're 650 grand up, you idiot. You lost half a million yesterday. That's the problem with gamblers, aren't, isn't it? It's like when they're up, they can't help but try and... Because they're on that high, they yeah. want to carry on yeah. and get more up. And it never works out like that. You yeah. can't win consistently. No. It does, does the gambling system doesn't work like that. I don't in think any, it does. In any, in any kind of... Surely chance is always there, no matter it, how good you are. Yeah, well, and the thing is, it depends on where, you know, but all... All areas of gambling, whether it's horses, sport, you know, uh, going to a casino, their businesses run strictly on You've got o- to lose. only on a certain amount of people winning because otherwise they'll go bust immediately. So <laughs> you're never going to win consistently. You can't, no, you so can't. We, that's the thing for me. If I'm winning, if I win on something, I'm out. I'm like, I'm, I'm up, man. I'm not here, no. I'm out, and that's the difference. Like, we're. we're I don't feel like I would risk putting that winning back in to try and win more. He does. Gamblers well, it's, it's, it's because and people who are addicted to gambling will always put their money back on and think they can win well, again. It's because of who he was. He knew that it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, that money money doesn't seem to matter to him because it's the, f- it's the feeling. Friv- it's the friv- he's frivolous with yeah. it because I think anyone who would would win is like, yeah, I'll have a gamble. I'll have a pa- you know a tout on that, but. If you win, you're like fuck yeah, I'm up, and I ain't gonna risk my money. That those are the people who value money. If you've got like someone who's rich as fuck and just gets given money and bailed out wherever they when if they fuck up, then they're just gonna ca- like m- money doesn't have meaning to them, so they're just gonna throw it on there, aren't they? Indeed, indeed. Um, he left his position at, uh, at the Brant's Bank um, after a year. Apparently, he got really pissy because somebody below him in inverted commas got promoted and he was like what the fuck how dare they get promoted you know he he just he kind of like expected it Mm. he expected to be pushed for i mean it's kind of like i suppose it's a reflection on on probably every other endeavor whether it's academic or his time in the military he just expected to be pushed forward because of who he was regardless of what he could or couldn't do um and he even said why should i work in a bank when i can earn a year's worth of money in a single night on the tables true True that. So he did. Yeah. He just left. Um, so with no job, I mean, most people would panic. 
thinking, fuck, not him. Um, he travelled to the States where he'd earn money again on gambling tables. So now he's full in the gambling world. He spent his days on the beach, water skiing, power boating. He had an Aston Martin that he was blasting around in. He's in his mid-twenties. He's got girls hanging off him. He wins, he loses, doesn't matter. It's all free. It's all fun. Um, so you can see, like, how every article I read portrayed Lucan in that kind of that kind of way. Would you agree that that's the kind of thing of uh, you know an aristocratic, uh, reckless? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, from what you said, yeah. So I'll move on to his marriage now. Um, he got, he met and married his wife Veronica Duncan in 1963. So it sounds quite fast. That does. It was like a golf function. Met her and then married her within the year. I don't think it was arranged. It doesn't sound like it, but it's it was good for the lineage of both families. Um, Veronica, her, his future, his wife, her dad was Major Charles Morehouse Duncan, who was a top army dude, uh, top army dude, and he si- and uh, her sister Christina, she married Princess Diana's stepdad. So it doesn't really mean anything to me, but I'm guessing in royal circles. Well, it just maybe they met, like you say, you don't know if that was arranged, but maybe they met, liked each other, and the families were like. Oh, this is good for everybody yeah. here. Let's make them let's let's to get let's let's fast track this relationship yes. because that's actually really good on all sides. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean that's what but it that, seems but like. But yeah, like it's 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 always you know it's like always um, families of wealth or you know good lineage or whatever that means. And fucking, what's wrong with Blood everyone lo- else's no. lineage? I don't know. <coughs> what's what constitutes good lineage? Do you know what I mean? Like actually, who, your who royal family your is probably. Yeah, but the royal family's probably fucking incest, you know, incestuous <laughs> as fuck if you're really looking into it. Like, uh, but whatever. Well, uh, his his wife, Veronica, uh, I was, she had everything she wanted to. I think she was, she studied art. She went to rich schools. She was a model, you know, blah, 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 as blah, you'd blah, expect. Blah, blah. Um after they tied the knot, and I think because of Lord Lucan's financial incompetence due to gambling, um, Lucan and Veronica were actually given a shitload of cash by Lord Lucan's dad, the, the current Lord Lucan. It was kind of like a marriage gift. Um, they had a house in London, cash in the bank. I think the day before he got married, Lord Lucan had something like a thousand quid in the bank, which is nice, but as a not a lot, not not as a potential, you know, future lord. He, a grand that's not, is yeah, that's <laughs> fuck all. But luck was on his side because two months after they got married. Uh, Lord Lucan's dad died of a stroke. Fingers crossed. Happy, you know oh, what so I mean? So he became yeah, yeah, Lord yeah. Lucan, okay. And uh, so, he's, he's, so he's not, he's official now. He's not just like a playboy. How old is he at this point, you know? He's like in his mid-twenties, I think. That's like tw- quite young. Yeah, so, yeah. Tw- yeah, he's not, he's not very old. Um, he got something like 250 grand in inheritance. So that's, you know, 1950s money. 250. So this is fucking... Yeah, they, they, well, this is like we were talking about McDonald's, wasn't it? Like <laughs> twenty-five cents for a whole bloody meal, like that—that's a lot of money. It, it works out to be four million in today's money. So there's four million. His and, and and he also got all of his old man's titles. Now get this, man. His titles are—it's a load of nonsense. So when his old man died, he became Earl of Lucan, Baron Lucan of Castlebar. Baron Lucan and Baron Baronet Lucan Bingham of Castlebar, <laughs> and his wife became Countess Lucan. Fuck all that. I can't be asked for that. Can you? Baroness and... No. There's like, how many titles does one, does what, like you said, like at the beginning? Like how many me- fucking titles does one person need? And it only means something to them in their I'm circle guessing anyway. Luke, I don't care. Is, is Lucan like a place? Um, y- yeah, I did it's get... It's like Lord of a place. I got. I did go through when I was researching where it came from, the, the lineage, and I didn't bother writing it all down, but 
it's, it's something. Yeah, I think so, like, it actually comes from Ireland. I think because their last name is not Lucan. No, so. it's, it's. I think it's an Irish kind of. Uh, so you don't have to. Do you have to be a Bingham in order to be a I, Lord Lucan? I don't think so, but I think it helps. Because that's what I mean. Is that <laughs> in the in the past was like a law? You know, could it have been like Mister? No, I ain't, I'm not becoming Mr. Lord Lucan. Mister Ping Pong could have been uh, <laughs> Lord Lucan. I don't know. So he's arrived now. He got he's got property. He inherited land, golf courses. He's got a title. I saw footage of him. Uh, you like wrestling with tigers and gorillas, like running around like oh the dome. God. Yeah, he's one of them. Is he? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Freaking tiger man. Tiger? So, so <laughs> Lucan and his wife, they Veronica. They live in the high high life, full on aristocrat. Champagne for a breakfast, yachts. You know. Little boy's an earphone call away if you're that way inclined. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but but this, this like, privileged life didn't change him. You'd think that having boatloads of cash, because he's got essentially because four million. Why would you need to why gamble? Would you yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's not about that, is it? It's about the addiction to the, to the, f- the yeah, rush I, of doing I it. I think so. He even taught his wife how to gamble. Which well, of course. I, but the thing is, it's not about how much money you have. No. Because there are it's plenty the of million billionaires. Million billions? Millions of billions and heirs of heirs uh, who gamble like motherfuckers. Yeah, it's just it's the, it's the rush of doing it rather yep. than the, the value of the money. Uh, the first of their three children was born on October... The 24th, 1964. And obviously all the kids were well looked after 24-7 by the, by the nanny, uh, who was called Lillian Jenkins at the time. Because Lord Lucan and, and Lady Lucan, they're not wiping any baby asses. No. They're not even making a fucking brew. They're doing, everything is done for them while they go out and do stuff. And his daily routine was pretty sweet. He'd get up um, and ate a prepared breakfast at 9am. Then he'd read the papers, then a couple of hours on the read, piano. Read the papers. Fingering the ivories. And he'd have a quick jog around the park. Well, sounds quite like quite a nice life. So yeah, far. it is. It's fucking banging. And then it was lunchtime and he'd go to the uh, the Clermont Club, which is where he used to gamble. That's where the fun started. Afternoon of backgammon. Then he'd go home, change into his evening dress, as you do. As you um, do, yeah. For gambling sessions at home that, that would last into the early hours of the morning. And so all of, that's like a normal day. So was, he would get dressed up to gamble at home? Yeah, with his mates, man. Oh, so like they'd like poker and this shit. is Lord Lucan. He's not kicking about in his in his tracky bees, man. He's not doing any of that. He's got a smoking jacket on, a fucking pipe. You know what I mean? Let's retire to the fucking the study, crack open the cards. You know, it's, he'd hire private aircraft as well at this point because I, I'm guessing this the injection of of uh, money and capital and assets from his dad's pass, passing ratcheted him up a gear into like you know fucking. He's gone up a level, so he's flying his mates in on jets to horse races. He's drinking the most expensive. It's like living the Chelsea fucking life, isn't he? <laughs> um, like tailored suits from Savile Row, expensive restaurants daily. Um, he even got access to to play the part of James Bond, legit, because of his apparently his charming good looks and the lifestyle that he he led. So was he good looking? I mean, I'd fuck him. <laughs> he's all right. I'm not fun of a moustache, but you know. I suppose back then was the era. Um, no, he, he seemed. Yes, I think so. Yeah. He, Did you see any pictures of him? Fucking Martin? loads. I watch well, documentaries. Then, then I don't know how fast this shit. Yeah, he's all right. I told you I'd fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get more. I fancy him more. No, he's all right. Surely you, have you not seen? You haven't seen a picture of him. Have you? you don't no, know. I don't. I don't know if I know this guy. So it could have been an early James Bond piece of piss. Piece of piss. He had the physique. He lived the lifestyle. The, everybody knew him. This is the thing. Everybody knew who he was. But um, he didn't do it. Um, but he started to lose his money again 
as you'd imagine. From gambling. Yeah, yeah. He bailed out. He blew the lot here. He, he'd the argue... Whole, the four million. Yes, the fucking lot. Um, he'd, he'd argue out his, with his wife. She didn't... She knew that he was gambling, but I don't think she really knew the extent of how much he was losing. Um, Lucan was keeping Veronica in the dark on purpose. And he absolutely psychologically abused her because this is where it's going to get really what's well, going to start getting a bit mean from here on in right. um she became depressed i think after the birth of her third child that was in 1917 i don't know what what caused that doctors wanted to admit her to um a clinic in in hampstead in london and she was like i'm not doing that i'm royalty you can come to me though so they'd come and see her um it all came to a head in around 1972 when Lady Luke had left a, a family holiday in Monte Carlo, as you do. I say family, but it wasn't family. It was her and Luke and, and their, their piss-up buddies because the kids were always left behind, left at home with, with the, the nanny. nanny. Always. They never went anywhere. Uh, the marriage was, was failing because I think because of pressures from maintaining finances and the cost of, of, his, of his gambling addiction was, was off the hook at this point. We're blowing through enormous sums of money. Think what he went through. He was winning half a million a night before his dad gave him four million. And he was losing it as well. So we're going next level deep in the gambling world. Um, and they, they, I think they kind of like formally split over Christmas, like a Christmas family row, which is very stereotypical. That always happens, doesn't it? <laughs> and he moved out. Initially, uh, Veronica, Lady Lucan, wanted to patch things up, but Lord Lucan wasn't having any of it. He just wanted the custody of his children. He wanted to fuck her off. I think he just wanted... He w- so he wanted the kids? He wanted the kids and he wanted her gone. Right. He, she was like a, a breeder. Just get the kids and then get rid of her. And so I'll well, get his air, get his like I think so. and then... Yeah, yeah, how yeah. Many, how, what was it? Three Bo- kids. Th- yeah, but how, what were they? Boys, Boy, girls? girl, girl. Okay. I believe, or boy, boy, girl. There's definitely one boy, but that's all that mattered anyway. Mm. Um, so shit's getting be- bitter now because it's, it's it's starting to... It's kids, isn't it? That's what happens when kids get involved. Yeah, I was just thinking then, like, why would you have kids if you're just going to fob them off on a nanny? But I suppose in royalty, it's like... It's, the, f- it's the first... It's like... It, well, the, the princes of England are the perfect example. They both got married and within, like, eight, six months of each marriage, there was a baby... Well, so the, the, the that's the mer- that's like right. The first thing you have to do is get a fucking sprog out. Yeah, the straight sprog th- out. <laughs> Definitely. Don't, don't matter if you want it or not. There's a nanny over here. Who'll look after it. But that sprog has to come out. Your fanny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to like. Yeah, it's true. I'm trying to. What's it called? Uh, you need- I'm trying to be Rob right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only Rob's Rob. Rob uh, yeah. going, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> Some channel minor Rob. So he started spying on his wife and he'd, he'd hire private investigators and he was trying to spin the situation in his favour, telling doctors that his wife wasn't depressed, that she was actually mad. So he's like, okay. She's so a, she's lost a lost some trying marbles. To, yeah, she's trying. That's what he's trying to go for because he's trying to make her look incompetent. Oh wait, she probably hasn't lost her marbles. She then. was just depressed. She just and she ha- probably has like postnatal depression. Or maybe, but that doesn't mean she's crazy. She's just, no, no. She's depressed and she's in a bad relationship with an abusive person. Yeah, yeah. And wants to get out, and he's trying to spin it to make it look like she's mental, she's so he yeah. can get the. Uh, um, and also, uh, Veronica, his his missus, sacked the sacked the long term nanny, Lily Jenkins. Um, I don't know why. I don't think it's really important. But Lord Lucan claimed that the nanny quit because of you know mental health issues and his his his, um, his wife's unpredictable personality. So he was trying to use that again as ammunition to go. Look, even the nanny's left. 
She's proper fucking crazy. So he's trying to make out um, to social services and doctors and, you know, potential divorce lawyers that Veronica, Lady Lucan, is the... Um, is the bad person in, in, in the room, yeah. yeah. But Lucan was a bit weird. Like, he used to pull a skirt down when she was depressed. He used to bend her over the bed, pull a skirt down, and whip her with a cane to try and beat the problem out of her head. Um, oh, God. And Veronica said that she was he was a, a sexual sadist, she thinks, because ev- after every time that, that he'd do that, he'd whip her, they'd always have sex. But it wasn't like a an erotic thing that they did. She was, like, terrified that he was going to beat this piss out of her. Because she was mad, in inverted commas. And then it sounds like he's just fucking whipping her, then raping her. That's what it sounds like to me. And she's just going along with it because what else can she do? Well, it's, it's like a lot of women in abusive relationships, they just put up with it. Absolutely. Because they don't, they don't, know, they don't really know what else they can do. They can't see a way out, so they just put up with it. Um, Veronica hired another nanny, 26-year-old, Stefania Swarwick. I think that's her name. She was happy to work and crucially didn't report Lady Lucan being a mentalist in any way. She's, she's just sound, man. She's just a normal person. She did get freaked out. The new nanny got freaked out when Veronica told her how Lord Lucan would scream at her, shout at her, whip her, push her down the stairs occasions. And she even confided that I think he'll try and kill me one day because he's mad. So she was like, fuck this. I'm out of there. And she left. What, the nanny? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, she, I think it was the cane beating and the, the sexual element that... F- Scared the sec, yeah. But an important thing to note here is that in an interview in 2016, Lady Lucan said that the cane Lord Lucan used to beat her had a um, like a bandage wrapped round, you know, like the sticky bandages, like a plaster type thing, wrapped round the handle. That's important. Remember that. Okay. Important to remember. So he was he was a very aggressive, probably because his actions were going under unchallenged. Was it covering up like a? Nail or something? No, 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 <laughs> no. It just ties in. It just ties in. Uh, um, it ties in nicely with what's going to happen. So Stefania quit 1974, and they hired a new nanny called Sandra Rivet. And within nine weeks, she was dead. Oh, <laughs> you didn't expect that. Okay. So, so by this time, uh, Lucan's relationship was basically completely over. He permanently moved out, and he was going about actively trying to get custody of his children. Again, shit's getting messy. Private investigators are now watching Lady Lucan. Lucan would provoke her into arguments over the phone and then record her replies. So, look, she's screaming down the... Yeah, 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 that sneaky bastard. And Sandra Rivet, the the new nanny, she was approached by detectives on one occasion who told her that the children that she was looking after had been placed under protection of the court and had to be returned to Lord Lucan's custody. So these detectives just took the three kids off her. There's nothing she can do. So he's now taking children. He's framing his missus. He's trying to make Taking them off the nanny that he employed? She didn't... He didn't employ her. Oh, who did? Lady Luke and oh, hired right, her. Right. And then he's just like, fuck it, I'll just do what I want. So she handed the children over without question. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing she can do, is there? No, nah, she's got no, like, hold on them. She's not, they're not her children. The geese are that powerful. Yeah, yeah. Don't Private don't. detectives. Yeah, fuck it. That's like, that, yeah, nah, nah, way too, way too much, like, fuckery for that. So Lady Luke and when she heard, she was like, okay, no worries. I'm going to apply for custody. Um, and take him to court. And the judge was like, okay, see you in three months. Now, Lady Lucan, at the time, she was like, okay, sound. I'm going to go to the doctors and get psychologically evaluated. And she did. And the doctors were like, she's not mad. She's she's perfectly you sound. Know, get, get herself completely, like, you know, 
clinically like proven sane, then she, yes. then they, the courts can't do fucking shit about it. It doesn't matter what some dude says. Exactly. Is she mad or not? Or some random, you know, you could get me really mad, ring me up, record a fucking <laughs> conversation where I sound absolutely mad. But that doesn't mean I'm insane. That means I just got mad. Yeah, you just pissed off. I was pissed off that because you did. You got me riled up. And it worked a treat though because the court date came and instead of the judge destroying the mentally unfit Lady Lucan, as per what Lord Lucan said, and taking the children off her, the hearing lasted 11 days, which gave the jury enough time to look and There's observe. There's a jury over this. Well, yeah, it's like a, they wanted the kids, didn't they? Or the know, people, the, the, the services, well, they are fucking... Jury over... But they gave them enough time to, to observe her for 11 straight days. And they were like, she's definitely not fucking mad. She's, she's sound. If anything, she's threatened. She's acting scared. So instead, they, uh, they sort of turned it around. They accused Lord Lucan of abusing her. And he ended up defending the accusations of abuse that he directed towards her. So it completely turned on its head, which is hilarious because he arranged the court date and now he's getting his... It's like he's arranged his own trial. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the judge was like, I can, I saw straight through his act uh, and awarded Lady Lucan custody of the children and he had access every other weekend. Oh, so he got like... Was it like... So, um was there like a social worker yeah. with them as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so God. this is absolutely outright. Nobody has ever, ever like told him what he can and can't do. This is outrageous. That made him mad. And not only that, he lost the plot essentially because he, he went full on into recording phone conversations. He was spying. He'd stop money for like any... Because she wasn't earning any money. The money was coming from him. So he'd just he'd basically turn the taps off and try and not starve them out. Yeah, but, but you do, know what I mean? But doesn't but don't, isn't he obliged to pay that? Like, you know, yeah, but he's Lord like Lucan. Chill, yeah, like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's like a fucking... Oh, you'll see. He can do child, what he likes. Childcare... Like, surely he has to pay for childcare. Well, he, he did, but gambling went through. Because he didn't want to seem negligent towards his children, but he was fucking holding her against I mean, they would seem negligent from the start. They he's completely nannies. negligent. Yeah, he's completely negligent. Compl- like they're fighting over kids they d- didn't really want, by the sounds of it. Just get loads of fucking nannies to look after him. So without, we're not being with his family. It's not because he wasn't with his family, but his gambling went crazy just because he had fuck all else to, no one to rein him in. Um, and he was losing, fi- and the court case cost him 20 grand. He was blowing hundreds of thousands of pounds. It went full on mad. And he was blaming Lady Lucan for all this. Uh, he was completely fucked and losing respect and essentially was almost bankrupt. It was a proper fall from grace. Um, so something had to be done. And I think that's probably where we'll take a break and come back and find out what he had to do. Okay. Right, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll set the date. It's the 7th of November, 1974. And uh, Lord Lucan, he's been out gambling and on the piss with his mates. Um, he seemed to disappear at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon for a few hours. He had lunch dates with his mates but didn't turn up. He was seen at a drugstore on Lower Belgrave Street, which is right by his house. It's around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He met his agent at 
7pm, I think it was. His agent? Yeah, like his... Agent fucking, for what? I don't know, press, whatever. No, he's, yeah. a fuck, he's Lord Lucan. He's probably, no, his agent's a buy I've helicopter. I've never heard of Lord Lucan before, so, you know, like if you said Prince of Wales, I'd, I'd get it, but... He's the Prince of Lucan. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is Lucan? It's my Irish name. I think it's um, like, a, you might have some agent to like buy, buy shit. Just a person to help him right, do okay. shit, man. Um, at about eight o'clock, an hour later, he drove home to his house in an old Ford Corsair that he borrowed off his friend, one of his mates, Ian Maxwell. So it's like a banged up car. Not his usual, you know, flash Playboy Mercedes. Maybe it was incognito. I don't know. Not sure. But it seems a strange car to drive to borrow on a night like tonight. Um, he called the Claremont Club and reserved a table for him and his mates at 11pm that night, but he didn't show up. So I think it's kind of like acting normal. He it's called on that day to organise a dinner he wasn't going to show up for. Yeah, he's acting normal. Yeah, yeah, we'll go for it. Yeah, 11 o'clock, we'll yeah. book it. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the last confirmed sighting of, of Lord Lucan was about 1.15am in the morning on the 8th of November 1974. So now we'll go on to what made him famous. At around 9pm, Lady Lucan was watching TV with the kids in bed. Sandra Rivet, the nanny, the new nanny, she popped her head around the door and she was like, does anybody want a cup of tea? Or are something? they, just a question here, are they kids and this and his wife in a different house to this guy or still in the same They're house? in a different house at the moment. Okay. They're in a different house. They're, he, it, it's completely gone sour. Right, right. Just checking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Sandra Rivet, she she's goes down to make him a cup of tea. Um but she didn't come back. It's been like 15 minutes or something like that. And Lady Lucan was like, where the fuck's my copper? Where's this fucking nanny? This should be here by now. I'm fucking royalty. Um, so she went to go and basically find out. All the lights were off. And it was. And she was like, you can't, make a, you can't make a cup of fucking tea in the dark. So while she's like trying to fumble her way down the stairs, she heard something moving below her, like on the basement stairs or something. And then this black figure came running up the stairs towards her in the darkness and then bludgeoned around the head with a lead pipe, Cluedo oh, style. She got bosh. Down she goes like a sack of shit. And then she's screaming. So this is, this is Le- Lord Logan's wife? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, she's been clobbered. And she's uh, she, she hit the floor, said that she was screaming from the initial blow and felt three fingers go down her throat what? to try and make her, gloved fingers, to try and make her... Stop screaming. Oh, okay. He's trying to gag her. Um, so she's fighting for her life properly at this point. She's been hit over the head. Now she's got a fucking fist down her mouth. The attacker tried to throw her down the stairs. He strangled her, uh, tried to gouge her eyes out. She, she managed to fight the attacker off by essentially going for the balls, cock and balls. Okay. Just the cheek, just grab it and twist. Squeeze. <clears throat> yeah, and he just let, and let go. Now, Lady Lucan says it was 100% her husband... No diggity doubt, how no she, question. How did she know? Because she had a conversation with him and she said, please don't kill me. And she even said, where's Sandra? And Lord Lucan replied saying, she's dead, don't look. She's properly speak, speaking to him. It's like me and you having a fight. There's oh, no so she didn't recognise the voice? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at this point, Veronica knows her life's proper fallen in danger because apparently the, this new nanny's dead. So she, she played along with, with um, who she says is Lord Lucan to survive, saying, you know, we can... We can dispose of the body. This will this will buy you time. So Lord Lucan bought this, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah she's on my side." It's, it's fucking really hickledy pickledy because he's. You got to think how he's obviously not straight in the head. Anymore. No way. Yeah, yeah. So he took her upstairs to the bathroom to give her some. Uh, initially, to like maybe give her like a, a towel for gaping wounds in the head, but she gave her sleep. Tried to give her sleeping pills, I think, 
to try and that's what she said she said i lay down on the bed and he went to get me some sleeping pills so i'm assuming he's trying to bump her off with the pills make her fall asleep and then finish her off or whatever um so whilst she whilst uh, lucan's in the bathroom rummaging around she's on the bed she can hear him she thinks what well, this is my chance I'm I'm going. So she bolted it and she does one. She Usain bolts out the fucking house. Are the kids still in the house? Yeah. Back? She legged it to the Plumber's Arm pub, which is at the end of the street, burst in and basically said, look, someone's been trying to fucking kill me. She said, the, the murderer's in the house. Uh, my kids are in there, as is a dead child minder. Someone needs to go. Shit, <laughs> someone yeah. help me, please. Yeah, yeah, clobbered. <laughs> I bet you there's like a fucking wrath of guys in that pub like went running in there. I watched a few interviews. She said that when she walked in, they all just sort of looked at her because she was... I suppose you were like, well, you would though, you'd be just a bit in shock, couldn't you? But like, just having a nice pint. She said... Down the local. They were all of and then all of a sudden, a fucking woman runs in. Imagine that scenario yeah. with a fucking gash in her head. Oh, yeah. Like, and you'd just be like, for a, for a few minutes, you'd be like, or at least a few seconds, you'd be like, she, Yeah, she reckoned that they were, she like, they were all drunken people. They just stood there staring at me. I'm like, they stood there staring at you because you walked in with half a head. Your brain yeah, was yeah, in your yeah. pocket. That's what they're doing. <laughs> your brain. In your They're like, what the fuck's <laughs> happening? Um, oh so meanwhile, she's in there. Did, she collapses. Did they, did they help? Hope yeah, they no, help. they just keep around and get the fuck out, you piece of No, of course they help. Yeah, yeah. Luke can realise it because he's in the house alone now. He realises that she's fucked off. Yeah, and he's fucked. Um, so he does one. He just what basically, an idiot. yeah. Oh God, if you're gonna do the job, do it properly. Well, he was trying to, but she uh, outsmarted well, he didn't, him. He didn't. She didn't. He didn't hit her hard enough in the first place, did he? <laughs> now you're on his side. I'm not on his <laughs> side, but Jesus Christ, now he's like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, because you did a shit job, mate. If if you're, if you're It's like that guy we were talking about with the shit gun that shot people that didn't die. It's like, what the yeah, fuck? Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Just shot fuck? people three times in the head and still beat him off. still alive. They're still beating him off. Fuck <laughs> Mate, so if you want to kill people, get a prepper gun. Yeah, blow a their a heads. again. <laughs> so so um so Lucan basically does one, he runs away and he completely vanished, gone, just totally well, disappeared. Because she clearly knows it was him, so he knows he's fucked. Well he may have headed to the home of a woman called Madeline Floorman. She was uh, the mother of one of his children's school friends. Um she just sometime between around ten and ten thirty at night. Why did he go there? Did what? he was he was he bonking her? No, I don't think. Well, I don't know. He may. I doubt it. I doubt it very it's a much. Random place to go. It is. Poli- we know he was there because police found blood from Sandra and Veronica on Madeline's doorstep. Now she heard someone knocking at the door, but didn't oh, answer because no. she was like, I don't know. It's too dangerous. I'm a woman home alone. There could be a murderer out there, and it fucking actually okay. was. Jesus. Um, Lucan then rang his mother and said, "Get the kids out the house. There's been a tragedy. I came home and found Lady Lucan fighting with a random burglar." Oh, God. So where is Lady Lucan? Where are the kids? Where's the burglar? Why are you here? Why have you run off, you big pussy? Yeah, if yeah. they're there... Why didn't you stay, you fucking puss cart? It was too late because the police were on the scene at this point. Yeah. Um, he rang his mother again at around uh, midnight saying that I'll be in touch in the morning. So he rang her twice over the course of that evening. The second phone call, there was actually a police officer with her because it all been... And this is the mother that's in like a assisted living home type place. Y- yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She needs help. Yeah, yeah, she needs help. And there's a police officer she's with got, her now. She's got like, she had a bad brain, bad brain thing going on. Well, the, the police officer that was with us um, said, pass me the phone. Let me speak to, let me speak to Luke and I want to find out what's going on. But apparently Luke was like, no, no, I'm not talking to you. I'll call you in the morning. I'll ring the police then. I'm not speaking to you. And the cop was like, uh, oh, okay. okay. And that, yeah, imagine if, 
imagine if that was any other person refusing to talk to the police under that circumstance. Well, no, I mean, you can't... For, the thing is, with the police and someone who clearly has lost his marbles, um, you, you can't really, like... What's the word? Um, reason with them. Like, no. it's like, you know, it's like a hostage situation. Like, you can't... You really got to do what they say to a point because you don't know how unhinged they are and what who they might fucking well, kill next. This guy's just killed... T- well, tried to. He's killed one woman and attempted murder on someone else. And effectively, he is in charge because you don't... It doesn't got matter. Him. It doesn't... I, I really don't think at this point it matters if, he, if he's Lord of fucking... Lord of the Moon. He... he <laughs> It's it's about okay, mate. Because you, you they can't force him to talk to them. He's lost. You they know, can. They can't. Not he's, he's on the end of a phone. You can't force shit. Mm, true. You can only force someone to do something when you're in their presence yeah, and yeah, you have yeah. them in custody. Yes. custody. Yeah, they so haven't got, got to that point yet. So, so they're control. trying. He's in control because they're trying to get to a point where they can get him. I guess. So the next day, this is all over the new, worldwide because he was kind of like you know like um. Well, and we're in like seventies now, are we? This is 1974. Okay, yeah. So this is everywhere, all over the news. Um, you know, it was like um, Lord Lucan's missing, wife brutally attacked, Nanny's head's been caved in in pieces and she's dead in a bag. I think they were the actual headlines. That's like literally what it said. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> and um, um, inside the house, and police are in now, they found a, a bloodstained towel in Lady Lucan's first floor bedroom. And that, I think that's where he took her to get the sleeping pills. Um, and the top of the basement staircase was also covered in blood. There were pictures that had been knocked, you know, like mm. pictures where people were banging into them. At the foot of the stairs, there were two cups of tea. There's my fucking tea, that bitch. Uh, and they, they were unfortunately sitting in a pool of blood, as was Sandra Rivett's body. And her arm was apparently sticking out of a canvas sack, which was oozing claret. So he proper, proper Pro- battered her. It, yeah. She died of blunt force head trauma and inhalation of blood. So she drowned in her own in blood. Her own blood. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I suppose if you've got enough... But if you have enough bang on your head, it's going to get in your mouth. You're going to breathe Awful. it in and all that shit on you. And blood is also found on a few leaves in the garden. And there's a shitload of evidence with this. Yeah. There's fucking so much. Is there any? Is there any physical evidence to prove it was him? Yeah. Yeah, loads. loads. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, friends of Sandra Rivet were questioned. The nanny, and there was nothing. That, like, did she know anyone that wanted to get her killed? Nothing. There was no reason for any of this. But meanwhile, Lord Lucan's still missing to the feds. Like, we need to fucking have a word with that fella. I say missing. Or was he? Because he may have been helped out by high, powerful, elite mates at this point. Could be, yeah. The night of his mur- of the murder, he travelled to his uh, mate Ian Maxwell Scott's house in Maxwell's Ford Corsair, that, cor- that car that he was driving around in. Uh, apparently, Lucan told uh, Ian and his wife that there'd been a break-in at the house and, like, Lucan was sitting in the kitchen, apparently, covered in blood, shaking. He wrote letters to his brother-in-law and a few other people. The letters were covered in blood and they, they posted the letters and they were intercepted um, and the blood was found to match Sandra and Veronica, right? So, the next day, the police spoke to Ian Maxwell and his missus and they were like, why didn't you fucking call us? You got Lord Lucan come round here covered in blood and they claimed that they were completely unaware of the crimes and didn't know that anything could happen. They just thought that it was, like he said, a burglar had broken, which is bullshit. Well, where's your, where's your wife then and the kids? Yeah, and what did they, st- what did it steal? It, <laughs> what did this burglar, in inverted commas, steal? 
so exactly. So according to the Maxwells, he just headed off into the night. The next day, um, Ian Maxwell's Ford Corsair, the one that he lent to Lucan, was found 16 miles away at the seaport of New Haven. In the boot, the police found a full bottle of vodka and a lead pipe. Covered in blood. Covered in blood, but wrapped in a bandage like the cane. You know that oh, you like in the plasters. So it might, yeah, like he used to whip her with that cane. He'd wrap it round the base. It's like a grip, I think. So he'd he'd, he'd, he'd he coated the, the lead thing. pipe in the same the same fashion that he used. Coated his whip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and also the lead pipe had hair on it from both women and blood, Jesus. and they were like, "This is this is yeah, this, um, is, this is obvious." He wrote various letters to other people, and they said a lot about nothing. Essentially, like it wasn't me, Governor. Um, essentially, it's it, um, it it it. it proliferated the, the burglar story um, and he said I can't come forward because I know I saved her life but Veronica will use the burglar attack and blame me and use it in court and I'll lose custody of my children you like what really no the evidence will do you in mate it doesn't matter what you say it's again it's this thing with this like delusion where he thinks just because he's so yeah his whole life been surrounded by people who will just say yes give him what he wants bail him out when he's fucked up doesn't mean that you can just because you say oh no it was a burglar like even though all the evidence and the forensics point to you mate you still like they ain't gonna believe you (laughs) they're They're just gonna look at the evidence so, the, meanwhile, the police are at a complete loss as to his whereabouts. A massive search got underway immediately because not only is, has there been a murder, there is a powerful dude missing here. He could have been... Yeah, I mean, this, apparently... He might a, have a, been murdered. Clearly a, nah, clearly a guy who's fucked in the brain and needs <laughs> to, like, wants to... Well, it, it was obvious, like, um, what's it, you know, it's like a domestic kind of... Uh, and with situation previous, yeah. like because he's gone for his wife his ex-wife and his ex and the, the nanny that his ex-wife picked do you know what i mean mm. to look after the kids so it's it's not like he's just a random serial killer who's who's no, going no, no. out this is, want, previous this in court is like as well. this is like premeditated oh, murder yeah. that he because he's it's quite such a big deal yeah. This was enormous. So they're searching for him in helicopters. There were divers in the uh, harbour near where the car was found. Dogs are out. Volunteers searching, everything. The day after the murder and the attack, which is the 8th of November, um, six or seven of Lord Lucan's bestest, most wealthy pals met up at the Claremont Club behind closed doors, which is that gambling club that he apparently used all the time. The one that he booked a table for that didn't turn up. Some of these guys, some of these six or seven dudes that met up were casino owners, bankers, socialites. One of them was a millionaire zoo owner. Now, they claim that they met up. The only reason why was to rationalise the previous day's trauma because their mate had fucking gone on a madden and killed someone or disappeared disappeared they don't know he's killed someone that's just kind of like the way they're going with it um and they said they were there to basically to console each other and the police were like that's bollocks yeah fuck off that's bollocks detectives actually labeled them the eaton mafia behind closed doors because they said they were actively working against the police investigation why would you do that powerful dudes well more money other than to cover your mate's tracks it's crazy mate and none of this none of the eaton mafia would talk when the police wanted to um to to interview them. There's no way, like, if I was suspected of killing someone and I was missing and the police wanted to speak to you, you couldn't refuse. No. There's just no way. 
especially if you're in a group which they suspect are of of potentially aiding me. No, nah, we're not going to talk to you. I mean, yeah, like just because you are mates or or in a relationship with someone and they do something. Imagine if I just lost my like my shit and just killed some people. And I came home and I was like, oh, fuck, I've just killed people. Down the police station you go. Yeah, like, you ain't going to... You, you're you're not going to sit there going, oh, don't worry, I'll cover you You're back. not you if you do that. Like, yeah, you, you're you like, hang on a minute, that's not the person I know. Time you, to go to the like, police. Hannah would never do that. The the one, the person I I'd have to beat you to was. death with that banjo just for protection first. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. Yeah, but then doesn't that make you a murderer? No, no, she was coming right for me. Look yeah. out, she's coming right for me. <laughs> but yeah, no, you can't just... But then I suppose some people are way more loyal than... Like than they should be to so those sorts of people, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I think um, money comes into this, as you'll see. Uh, so an inquest was held to the murder of Sandra River and the attempted murder, as it was, of Lady Lucan. And you know the usual, the forensics said what had happened, what time, you know, what weapons were used, statements, whatever. Um, and there's never ever been any evidence whatsoever presented at all of this mystery burglar that Lucan claimed broke into the house killing Sandra. And in 1975, the year after the killings, Lucan was formally named as the murderer. Now, the, the court said that it was probably a mistaken identity, saying that Lucan killed Sandra Rivet by accident and he'd actually meant to kill Lady Lucan over relationship issues, you know, wanting custody of the children, that amongst money issues. And when he realised he'd whacked the wrong woman, he... Uh, Fuck it, I've got to kill Lady Lucan anyway. I've killed one, what's two? Mm. Just fucking get it done and get out of there. Um, Lady Lucan spoke in court and she said that the attacker was 100% her husband because I had a half an hour conversation with him and stood in the bathroom with him whilst he was trying to give me sleeping pills. It was him because I know him. Yeah, and he kn- he knew where the shit was in our house. <laughs> yeah, it, it was him because I stood there talking to him. You can't tell me it wasn't him yeah. with the light on. There he is with a metal bar in his hand. It was fucking him, man. Uh, Lucan's defence complained, saying that it was a really one-sided attack. No shit. Where's your man? Where is he? Get him into court to defend himself. But nobody knows where the fuck he is. So, of course, it's one-sided. And as of today, 2020... So they never found him? No one knows where he is. He's never been found. Nobody. How old is he supposed to be now, then? Will he be up in his 80s? There's been Fuck. nothing. So, like, for 30 years, like, Over years, 40, 40 years, 50 years. been, like, hiding. That's crazy. There's been rumours and oh, theories. Shit. Some of them have been put forward by his mates, um, but you can see them as uh, potential smoke and mirrors, yeah. unreliable, deflect the truth. But somebody knows something 100%. He's, like, he's lording it up somewhere lovely, isn't he? Here's some of the theories. Here's some of the theories. Uh, because he's, uh, the car that he fled in, Ian Maxwell's Ford, Ford Corsair, that banged up thing, was found by the sea. A, a lot of people, and the, the leading theory, the leading assumption is that he drowned himself. Even Lady Lucan is, uh, peddles that, that line. She says that it was, it was a br- he was a brave and honourable man and he did the right thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? He did the wrong thing all his life and he wasn't brave and he wasn't honourable. Nah, your guy, your that idea guy, of brave and honourable is different to mine. That, that guy doesn't seem... Like the thought that would do himself in. Yeah, that was my next. In in his, in in his actions throughout his life, it's not he's not the guy like to take the rap. He's not the one. He's not like a nice guy that lost his shit because his wife was banged his head or something. Or, or bang, yeah, like something happened to him to make Went him skits. like just go a bit crazy and want to kill his wife. Um, he's not been through any kind of 
stressful situation to have you know because that happens isn't it like war and stuff change people and they come back different but he like he's just that bad guy from the start yeah he's come and he's just a bulletproof he, cunt he, I, don't, I don't buy that whether it's leading or not I don't buy that he killed himself well Lady Luca reckons he got on a ferry and jumped off in the middle of the channel somewhere between England and France deliberately over the propellers so his body was mashed up and his remains wouldn't be found she said I think it's quite brave <laughs> fuck off that's completely possible. I mean, anything's possible, of course. Like, any situation could be possible, but... They did speak to the um, crew, the people that are working at the port, um, the people in the tickets. I mean, there's not really any CCTV back in the fucking 70s. But they spoke to enough people and nobody saw Lord Lucan. I mean, it's like, did you see Prince William on the ferry last night? No. Well, then he wasn't here then because you fucking would know if you saw him. Yeah. Nobody could said that he was there. Um, James Wilson, who is a, a Tory peer, some sort of like government bloke, he claims that Lucan filled his... This is what he said, and this is why I don't believe him. Filled his pockets with stones and jumped in the ocean. Filled his pockets with stones. How fucking big are his pockets? Yeah, like, that's a lot. Being like, that you you got to have more stones than heavy weight in the body, so... It's not working. He ain't got enough pocket space for that many stones. If if it's sixty kilos of stones in his pocket, yeah, you need something that's heavy like a fucking. You don't need stones. You just need to jump in the fucking ocean in the middle. But of the problem night, is, is that it floats, doesn't it? The body gets found. Maybe the ocean's big. A lot of people but just well, disappear. Like, if you, like, and this, this is something else <laughs> as well. Like, if you're gonna kill yourself because you can't live with what you've done, like, why would you care if your body gets found or not? Especially when you're a, um, an aristocrat who's got can go to country houses where they yeah, use like, shotguns for hunting and there's plenty he yeah, has like, access to like why means. why do you give a shit like if i'd done something that i couldn't live with and i felt so guilty i had to kill myself i would be like well i don't care if i'm killing myself because i feel bad like i'd actually want my body to be found because at least they knew i'd Closure. felt that bad and about know. what i'd done i had to do my own life in at the end but Nah, this guy's like, he's on a fucking desert island somewhere in a nice house with fucking maids and like all that shit. Well, uh, this is where it gets mental. I mean, he might be dead now because he would be old as fuck. Because of age. Um, but for, a, yeah, I don't think he, if if he's, if he survived, I don't think he, uh, if he's still, sorry, I think, I don't think he died from that, that, that event no. when he w- was 30 or whatever. Well, boy. Was that bitch Carol Baskin? Was it her fault? Was it Carol Baskin? <laughs> Carol Baskin. Because they, there's there's um theories that he may have been fed to tigers in a private zoo. Oh God! What, one of his mates in the so-called Eton Mafia, uh, who met the day after to console each other of the tr- the previous day's trauma. Do you think they did it? Do you think they killed him? Well, he, one of the fellas was a guy called uh, John, re- John Aspinall, I- and he was a billionaire who owned a private zoo. And there's another fellow in the Eton Mafia called Philip Mark, and he was he um he says that Lucan was given a shotgun to commit suicide, and his body was fed to the tigers. He said that um apparently after this had happened, Lucan drove to this to, to Aspinall's private zoo and met a group of the the lads there, and they said to him, "It's, it's absolutely terrible what you've done. You are a murderer. You tried to kill your wife out of desperation for your children because you wanted them to be free from her influence. But what you've done." makes you absolutely you've ruled yourself out of any kind of care or any custody over the children you're going to be in a cage for over 30 years his friends said without proof of your death though 
your wife will not be able to be granted any access to your estate for at least seven years. In seven years' oh, time, okay. your children will be heirs to what you have left behind. So maybe his mates help, helped him die and f- get and like disposed of him. Well, they dismissed the idea of him fleeing abroad. They said that he'd never flee abroad because he just liked England too much. So apparently that he was uh, a shotgun was placed in front of him and he walked into... A, uh, into a room, shot, shot himself in the head, and then they dr- they got his body and fed oh, it to a fed it to a tiger named Zora. Apparently, oh God. <laughs> what? A tiger's loving it. He's like, it was a nice meal. Uh, do, you, do you think? I, that? I I actually quite like. Well, I quite like whether he got fed to tigers. That might be a bit of a stretch, but I actually quite like the idea of <laughs> of his he- like theory that no, he didn't just fucking jump into a propeller and mince himself. He did it in a dignified way, shot himself in his head and his his fucking honourable mates because, like you say, that if without proof of his death, they can't. His wife can't claim all of his money. I'm not having it. Do you, where do, do you think he's still alive then? Well, I've got more theories to go oh, through. Okay. I'm not having it because for me, if I was, I mean, I'm not a billionaire private zoo owner, but surely you're incriminating yourself. You're getting involved in a murder here, and then you're disposing of of a body. Well, you are. Yeah, you're incriminating you're like, yourself. Well, that's why they. But then they. I don't think they care because they're like well, you know, they're wealthy, Maybe. influential people. There's so many wealthy, influential people in the world who do Anything very, like. very bad things and don't ever have any repercussions. We all know this, um, but I think they like they seem like the sort of people that like, you know, honor is a big. Maybe and like you know. Maybe he doesn't on, seem like an honourable person throughout his entire life. Though, no, does not he? not not this guy. No, not the guy, but the his mates. Nah, like let's nah. help him have an honourable death. Nah, fuck off. I reckon they just nah. I don't. I reckon they're just smoking mirrors. But the, it gets deeper though because there was an aide of John Aspinall, the uh, the zookeeper dude. It was a lady called Shirley Robbie, and she claims she was regularly in meetings with Aspinall and other rich, powerful dudes. Um, who'd, uh, who discussed Lucan living in Africa. Now, she had no idea who he was, totally unaware, and thought nothing of it for decades later. They'd constantly speak about... She even booked flights to Africa, specifically Kenya, for Lucan's two eldest children in 1981, apparently not to meet him, but just so he could see them from a distance. Interestingly, 1981, the year that she booked them flights, Lady Lucan was apparently... Um, d- d- uh, not section, but she was really badly addicted to antidepressants and wasn't doing very well. And the kids were kind of going in and out of her care. So was that a coincidence? I think not. So he could have skipped country. That would have been easy. Yeah, easy. He but was. If you got money, you fucking, and you got powerful friends, you know they can like hop and hip hop, blah, 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 skip and hop you out of the country. Well, he was, he was into powerboats, so he could have just yeah, sailed yeah, across like the channel to France and one of his mates could have just linked up yeah, with him. Yeah, like, I feel like you, there's so, so easy. many easy ways of getting under the radar in terms of not using, like, commercial airlines and all that shit to get get out of the country. Yeah, easy back then. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even Not so much now, but back then. Even yeah. Lord Lucan's brother, Hugh Bingham, said, I'm sure he escaped to Africa. He's And he lived in South Africa, Hugh Bingham did. He said, I don't know why he would have come to Africa, but I'm sure he did. That's his brother... Well, like what? Like so, there's no body. His brother's saying, yeah, "I yeah. think he got to maybe Africa. that's yeah." I, I mean, my first initial thought is that now nah, he didn't die and he's just he just lived. He went and found somewhere he could be, you know, like Shawshank Redemption style, just maybe. like fucking just just go somewhere and then like make yourself a new identity. Like, how would you? You couldn't. You if you can, comp- unless 
if you go somewhere, if you do something bad and you go somewhere where no one knows you and you're clever enough and smart enough to make yourself a whole new identity, new passport, no new licenses, new name. James Bond shit. Yeah. Like, how would anyone ever know where you were? Because, yes, you were in England, you were Lord Lucan of spotted. Binghamville, but then <laughs> you, when you go to Africa, you're just like James Webb and you just, whatever. Like, I'm just this dude. I just like, you know, I'm just a dude who lives here and that's true. works in a local bar or whatever. Well, that's interesting because a, a load of, of specifically, he's been spotted apparently thousands of times, but a load of UK um, holiday makers who, who are familiar with what he looks like have said that they've seen him drinking in bars in Botswana, just fucking lording it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sandra Rivett's son, the, the nanny who he bludgeoned to death, uh, Neil Berryman, says he, he spent tens of thousands of his own money to try and track down yeah, you the would. potential like murderer of... Because she, she's... Killed your mum. She's dead without anybody... Yeah, it's not her fault. All, all she did wrong was take a job Nothing. with that fucking psycho family. No, but that's the thing. That's, that's her biggest mistake in life was taking that job, applying for it and taking it. That's it. So she, she's completely been, innocent yeah, she's, this because... Her killer's never the, been the, found. The wife... To a point, like, she, you know, she could have inferior... You don't know the ins and outs. That you can never know the full... Between a relationship. Yeah, in a relationship, the full, like, it, it, it might seem one-sided. It might... But really, you can only go by what you can see on the surface. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. But this poor woman, she's just... All she did was apply for a nanny job. You got a, killed. A, a totally, like, selfless job as well, looking after children that don't belong to you. And like caring for them like your own and then getting bludgeoned to death because she just got mixed up in some dodgy shit between two people. Well, Neil, her son, he spent a load of his own cash and he he's, he says he's 100% sure, 100% sure, this is like last year as we uh, read this in an article, that he's tracked him down to Perth in Australia. I mean, you could go anywhere. I don't think that's a fucking... That's Yeah, but you can... The you Queen, can like, they'll fucking... The Aussies are like us. They'll know him. Yeah, maybe. That's like, you can't... But the thing is, you've got to remember now that he's going to be someone who doesn't look like him anymore. Like, he was, he's not going to look like... Um, I'm thinking Charlie Bingham now. You can call him Charlie Bingham. Charlie the bloke who made dinners. <laughs> the dinners. Luca. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he's done. He's, he's named himself Charlie and he's fucking making dinners for everyone. <laughs> so Sandra's son, Neil, apparently, he's been down to Australia and he spoke and tracked down... Um, people who know a lonely, unhealthy old man who's now a Buddhist, and they say that his past doesn't add up, and whoever he is, he's hiding something. Apparently, this old fellow was in need of some form of surgery. Don't know what for. It's not Where's not this? in a good way. It's his birth. Oh, okay. um, Neil took photos of him, and they've used facial recognition software, and it's an eighty-five percent match. And he's sure that it is. And a former Scotland Yard detective called Duncan McLaughlin said that um, Lord Lucan. <laughs> It gets crazy. He says he lived a happy uh, life as an unemployed hippie busker named Jungle Barry in India until his death in 1996. Jungle fucking Barry sounds like a crap DJ, mate. Nah, he's the thing is right. Problem is with with a lot of and what um, a lot of people don't think about when when they say, you know, oh well, I've hired private detectives and and they've gone and they found a guy in Perth and he has this there are 8 billion people on this planet yeah and trying to find one very of them. often like there is just through odds you know like astronomical mm-hmm. odds you are going to get people 
who are born completely fi- like separate from one another who look exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, you doppelgangers. And like my parents told me the other, like a couple of years ago that they saw someone in the street that convinced this is my parents <laughs> that convinced it was me that they shouted my name. You just didn't want to. And speak it to wasn't them. me. Yeah, I it wasn't me. Like they and they were like and they as they got closer then they sort of were like oh no actually that's not Hannah <laughs> she's not looking at us when we shout her name. So yeah yeah yeah. So you could find a guy just law you know general law of of numbers you could have a guy who looks like lord lucan or could potentially have been lord lucan who has a dodgy especially pass, 85 has a dodgy past there's so many people who have dodgy pasts like and and gone and like hidden in another country that i bet you that's mass like the amount of numbers of people who've fucked up done something they shouldn't have and then just got like got out, got out and like spent their life yeah, yeah. Hidden. People escape from prison and just fucking do one. Yeah, hidden. In 2007, there like, was like a... That got those guys from the fucking Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, just they like, could be out. Yeah, like, did they survive? Where did they go? Oh, they did got, they, they live out. to... <clears throat> I'm sure they got out. Yeah, did they live till their 80s? Because one of them was like terminal cancer or something. Yeah, and he, and he wrote to them, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, like, you just... There's so many, so many stories like this where people fuck off. It's the most likely outcome. Yeah, yeah. Is that he fuck... Cause if you have the means not, to do it... He's got no prior, like you know, like prior behaviour in his people. life where he s- showed any kind of loyalty or or even like just ad- being a nice guy, really. He just was a nasty piece of work. I think he was nice if, if you knew him, but I think... Yeah, it, like he, he's nice to his mates. You never spoke to his he, missus. He said, once you were married, you never like spoke. That's it's like a lot of those guys of who like, who who just live on the fact that they're like successful and she they've got loads of shit. And... Is ma- yeah, he, he puts on a, a you know like a a show for his mates, but then also if his mates um said look we're gonna turn you, he'd he'd probably yeah. turn a gun on his mate if they said we're gonna turn you in. So he's not a kind of guy who'd have much loyalty and the social circles, the social he's circles, money off. and stature are the of the highest importance to yeah. him of the he's highest just importance. Off to another country, which is why I don't believe this next bit because uh, in 2007 um, there was some interest around a small town called Martin in New Zealand, where apparently an Englishman named Roger Woodgate, who lived in a Land Rover with a goat named Camilla, which incidentally is the name of Lord Lucan's daughter, had been identified as Lucan. <laughs> So yeah. he's living in a, in a he's living with a goat in a fucking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it just gets madder sim- and madder. Simple life, man. If you're gonna go for it, go for the simple shit. Because having the complicated shit in England didn't do him so well, did it? But why didn't he just fake his own death and deliberately? Because he didn't want he because doesn't want his tra- wife to have his shit. Yeah, do you know maybe, what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a reason why he's fucked off, and not because well, one because That's if really he fucked off, if he faked his own death, first of all, he. He didn't want his body to be found, so... He didn't want him to know. Again, like, it's that whole scenario. Is that he could have died, and no one's found his body, so there's no real evidence of him dying. Well, that's it. Because there was no body found ever, his uh, family and his children were in limbo for decades. Uh, all remaining assets were, were held, basically, in lockdown, houses, land, and everything. But in 1999, so this is decades after... Surely as soon as that eldest boy becomes old enough but he, there's no death certificate because he can't prove his death yeah but it doesn't matter it's, it does, it's one of those situations where like this is the whole thing with it it took it took ages because there was nowhere they could 
Because they knew that he was the geezer that done it, and he fucking vanished, and there was no body. They're like, he ain't fucking dead. We're going to have to wait for time. So in 1999, the court handed everything, that all of his assets that were held over to the family, which were probably worth a fucking shitload now because it's like yeah. property in London and stuff. But in 2016, it took all that time, 2016, the court declared him dead, and he got a, um, the family got a death certificate, and his son was then, only then, um, Allowed to become, become yeah the eighth eighth Earl of Lucan. So t- what, he, what his, son, his son's gonna be like forty by this time, isn't he? Well, older than that, yeah, yeah. I don't know how old he is. Didn't look, but fucking, I've seen. I saw interviews him outside the court, and he was like, you know, my family's been through hell, and and it got worse because Veronica Lucan, his mother, committed suicide in two thousand and seventeen. It's a real sad tale because she her life was t- obviously trying to someone trying to kill you and psychologically abuse you steal your children off yeah it's hardcore shit was was um and apparently yeah she killed i think she had like parkinson's i think maybe and she was like fuck it i'm out and she just tapped out it was really cold she didn't really see her children she said she saw her children once in like 20 years and they basically didn't speak they They were like how are you yeah it was just it destroyed the whole family yeah 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 and she said she just really regrets everything and just wanted a family but you know can't well yeah that's the thing that's what happens when you have Problem is, is like in the beginning when you have kids that you probably don't really want because it seems to me like they don't want them. They just have them because I think it's like it's duty to have them. And was she because you said she had a lot of depression after a birth. So she Cause he was a cunt. Well, not necessarily. I think she, she, it's, it, she could have had. She said see, it does seem like she struggled with mental health throughout her life, even after she got free of him even after she was battered on the head and all that. Like, understandably so, because fucking hell, like, someone tried to kill you, like you say, take your family and your kids away. But at the end of the day, I think um, that takes sometimes takes a toll on relationships, you know. And if she, got, if she had an addiction to drugs or whatever, that also takes its toll on, on family relationships, doesn't Anti-de- it? Anti-depression. It wasn't. Yeah. <coughs> well, wasn't yeah, but like that doesn't, doesn't doesn't matter. It's, no, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's still fu- it's still if you're addicted to something, it doesn't matter if it's pain anything painkillers you can buy shopping, in the shop or fucking beer, anything, whatever, whatever hard drugs you want to buy. But it it's still an addiction and it still consumes your life, regardless so, of what what it is. So what are you saying? Outcome? Did he commit suicide or did he escape? What do you think, think happened to him? I think he escaped. And th- that's just the thing because you can't say he definitely went to well, Africa. No, you, he can't, went to, you, you just can't know for sure because he could have gone to all those places. I think he. I think like, he. That's lived. what I'm saying. If you're smart enough to create yourself like a different identity, a new passport, you know, and he's he's got the fucking he's got the people in the know who can help him do that. He was flying private like jets could, around anyway. He, he could go to um, his mates, get into get private jets, or get at, you know diff. Um, Papers, whatever, papers he whatever he needed to get out and across borders, they could have made him a whole new identity, made up some stupid sto- story about him shooting himself in the head and being fed to tigers, <laughs> and then if they believe that, yeah, and then and then send him off. But he <coughs> could just, if you've got a passport and 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 a what's it called, your pictures on it, and it's it's genuine, you can go anywhere the fuck you want. Especially, and money's the only thi- only barrier, really. I well, think with anything. Yeah, yeah. But if but you've got if billionaire, you've got, yeah, that's what mates, I mean. I think his mates, have his fifty grand, his, his, moff- his mafia mates, have fucking helped him along the way. Yeah, they, I mean, they weren't. Ma- they were. I mean, they no, but been, they were named mafia, they, mafia because he's fucking because they they obviously want to help him out. So that's Lucan. Maybe they thought his wife was a dick. Yeah, they and did. Then 
thought, yeah, she fucking deserved it. They were getting it. their information from him, and that nanny was just a oh, that that was an like she was an accidental like side effect of of him trying to kill his wife. Bit of collateral. Yeah, bit of collateral. Yeah. So our um, as we're going to our social media winner. That's all there is on Luke, and there is no end to it because yeah, no one like fucking knows. Yeah, I reckon he he escaped and he he di- he's probably yeah. like died since of like some kind of something old, or old age, old age or cancer or whatever. Mate, makes total sense to me. Maybe. I mean, he could have thrown himself. He'd still in the be sea. alive. Yeah, he, he could be. He could have thrown himself like in the sea and like a stone. Eighty-year-old old dude, just like chilling, just playing a guitar in the fucking streets of I don't know wherever the fox will. Wherever the fox will, yeah, <laughs> exactly. India, Africa, New Zealand, Australia, like. It could, he could have been all of them. could be everywhere. A country not in the Commonwealth would be advisable because they're probably fucking don't, I don't think you put... This gets to a point where you ain't going to be... Uh, yeah, Lord Lucan. Like, you can't... Yeah, yeah, it's an 85% match. How Can can you really prove it's him, though? You can't until you get hold of him and take some DNA sample and then you got a, you got the whole problem of... Well, well then well, you need to match need it against cause, someone. You need cause to, to arrest this guy like you don't actually know is... Do you know what I mean? It's difficult. Once they get to a certain point and past a certain point, it's cold case. You can't... It's over. It's over. Double now. jeopardy and all that shit. He's well, officially no, he yeah. charged with anything, did he? But hmm. so our, our social media winner for last week is Carl Florence. You have won yourself some stickers and some, some hand sanitizer. Sanitizer. How from many have we got? Clean uh, UK. I don't know how many's there. <clears throat> We've only got four. That's okay. We got. Have we got all the flavors? We got. All <laughs> we got. We got um, I'm guessing that's watermelon. Mint, mint coconut. Ooh. Ooh. I really want to open them and smell them. You can't yet. You yeah. might be able to keep one. Um, yeah, so go to clean.uk and using code ROBOTS15, you'll get 15% off. Key workers, you'll get 25% as standard with your with free shipping, I believe, as well. Um, that's the UK only. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for Clean Hand Sanitizer for getting involved. Yep. Um, and we're going to probably do this for a few more episodes. Um Tell them you said hello uh, from us when you go on their page so they know you uh, you found them from us. And uh, I think that'll cover it. Awesome. And we'll see you next week for Hannah's special two-parter. God, now, now you've got you've like got me right into that now. I'm going to have to do you it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, mate. See you next week. <laughs>